it's a very very subtle discussion I think uh, because concentration is really the direction of attention it's the direction of attention and the settlement of attention upon a single object of concentration right attention I can look I can look up I can look down or I can attend to uh, breath or I can have attention directed to my thinking or get lost in thinking and having have lost the attending to breath uh, that's a function of mind the direction of attention and then the settlement of that attention on that object right so attention is directed to the breath and then we settle it on staying with the, watching the breath that's not an attachment that's just the direction of uh, attention and its, st its stabilization with one object but uh, attachment um, involves for sure the directing of attention to something generally the attachment is associated with the attachment to certain thoughts and so um, as an example um, uh, attachment to what I'm attached to uh, ad admiration or praise from other okay so that means my mind is attending to and settled on in a grasping way continued thinking about how important it is to me that others like me or, or admire me uh, so attachment is intrinsically conceptual or associated with the fashioning of concept and um, and the holding of certain um, loop of thought, a certain circle or a chain of thought, while a, t a concentration in the way it's used in meditation is not conceptual. It's associated only with attention. That's it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about um, attention or concentration in and of itself. In and of itself, I don't think it's conceptual. Indeed, along with it, or as the basis for the practice of that concentration, the person would hold the belief for the, that it's valuable to do so. And then there may be an attachment to that belief as well. So there's the belief that it's good to concentrate, or I can concentrate, and it'll help me to freedom or awakening. But then there's an attachment to that belief, which would be an attachment to concentration, or an attachment to uh, an overvaluation or idealization of the uh, the activity of concentration um, as um, what will automatically lead to enlightenment, which is the distortion, which is mistaken. So yes, of course there may be distortions in the mind associated with the valuing of concentration and the uh, practice of it itself or its importance. Um, and uh, I love concentration and I hate being unconcentrated. It can be like that too. Uh, but that's not concentration. <laughs> Those are distortions associated with it. You see? Right. There's a difference between the faculty of mind that we call concentration and the associated beliefs around the value or the activity of that concentration, which indeed may have attachments. So, I mean, obsession is a, a severe form of attachment to concept, for sure. So, uh, there's the belief, concentration is good for me, or 
concentration is good on the path for self-transformation. That's just a belief. Then there's an attachment to that belief, which um, doesn't see the uh, doesn't see beyond that, or doesn't see that there are other factors needed for awakening, and it's not against enlightenment to be out of concentration. Also, sometimes, meaning the Buddha can look up and look down and look around, and he doesn't lose his enlighten enlightenment. I mean, I think that when attachment goes to a certain level, we call it obsession. And when obsession gets to a certain level, we call it a personality disorder or psychosis. So at the far end is the person who can't stop thinking about something and then loses all touch with, quote, reality or objective consensus um, standards uh, by their uh, severe attachment to a certain uh, chain of thinking. Then there's just normal obsession, which is maybe neurotic, not necessarily psychotic. Then there's attachment, which may not be neurotic, but temporary, uh, and may be useful sometimes, of course. Meaning uh, attachment to practice um, is helpful to be free from attachment overall. Eventually, what we're attached to, if, it's, if we're attached to practice or attached to non-grasping, <laughs> attached to formlessness, attached to emptiness, attached to, to samadhi, then eventually the samadhi will break that attachment as well. And that's so, some, sometimes some attachment is not unhelpful. And then there's just, you know, thinking about something without attachment or without any heavy attachment. And then there's non-attachment or detachment or non-grasping. So there are all levels of, of fixity of attention, I would say. Yes, there, there, there are different points on the same spectrum, different levels of attachment, we can say. Right, in terms, yeah. in terms of the focus or direction, the direction and focus of attention. Right, so um, uh, absorption as a consequence of concentration represents a steady direction and focus of attention on a certain object, on any object, really. And when that object is conceptual, then um, the focus and attachment, or the focus leads to an attachment, which can lead to an obsession, which can lead to psychosis, like that. And that's the same, that's one continuum, or one spectrum, points along the continuum, or points along the spectrum of um, the quality, quantity, or nature of direction of attention, direction and focus of attention, like that. Yes, absolutely. And, th and that actually is detachment, is um, disattach de-attaching from beliefs that were egocentric or fitting to our self-concept that were unhelpful <laughs> or mistaken. So that's actually a very important point, and that, that's very critical. There are some Vipassana Western psychology trained teachers who talk about that. It's a very important point, actually, is de-attaching, detaching from um, false or uh, unhelpful um, beliefs about self or beliefs about the world, let's say, or others, or relationship, or needs and values, um, by um, a, a more, a quieter mind developed from meditation. By the quieter mind, um, we can strip away the belief from the assumption that it's true or helpful. <laughs> and see the belief as it is 
and and yes. have a, some sense that oh that's what i'm believing yeah but actually that doesn't necessarily mean it's helpful or true <laughs> it may be mm -hmm. harmful and false and so that that is a breaking of attachment um from absolutely as you're saying the previously unrecognized identification with that belief and uh, opinion or view that that belief is true or helpful um, or useful or something when it may be when it really isn't absolutely so so there's that there, there, and that and that happens in meditation naturally actually because of the deep cutting the the deep mind cutting which is subconscious and it's not determined by the conscious intention it, it's uh, and a byproduct of uh, concentration or or mindfulness it, you know it's see, it's not only concentration it's really mindfulness uh, as a light form of concentration a, a, a in inclusive concentration rather than an exclusive concentration inclusive concentration meaning i'm concentrating on the breath or coming and going watching but I'm also not excluding hearing sounds or sensations in the body. So exclusive concentration leads to leads to absorption. Then I don't know anything. And inclusive is mindfulness uh, that ultimately allows um, the normal perception of of whatever hearing or sensations in the body, particularly, and the deeper process of thoughts and feelings arising from subconscious. Um, that actually cuts very, um, very uh, subtle, unconscious attachments. And then it comes out as a recognition that this is really what I've been believing or following or that that belief really is not or may not be helpful or true. Huh, maybe that's how I was operating under those beliefs. I never knew it. And or those beliefs actually may not be helpful or true. So if it's true and helpful, let's go with it. If it's not helpful and true, um, it's a distortion that ought to be recognized and then just by being recognized is slowly detached or dropped, detached from or dropped. But that doesn't happen right away either. So I know that it's unhelpful, but I still keep getting angry. Or I know that it's not true, but I'm still so reactive when somebody says something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody just threw out some other thing I can't read. Like a crystal leaving all lights going in and out. Yeah. Um yeah, it's not it, it's a crystal that does not uh obstruct or diffract or bend light coming and going. So light it's basically a kind of transparency of mind. And um patience is love for self for sure, absolutely. And um uh, these even the quality of patience leads to increasing that transparency of mind where uh, I can see what is as it is and um, there isn't that reflexive identification I am angry but more like oh <laughs> now there's anger or not um, raging from some unrecognized identification I am angry I am anger but a recognition of a space between the arising of the anger and um, any expression of it in, in word or action, but um, a, 
the detachment from reflexivity, re reflexive reactivity, and um, a recognition of what is as it is, as it arises, um, and an acknowledgement that we don't have to act on it, and it also may not be true um, or, or helpful. That Those are very, very important. Anyway, um, let's, let's call it a day. So anyway, thank you for being here today. Uh, as always, an interesting discussion. Take good care of yourselves. See you next time. Good night.